We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Back here on Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich guiding you home on this Friday edition. Bob Stoffer in Columbus getting set for the face-off show, which begins in, uh, well, two hours' time from now. Uh, we'll be live with the face-off at 5 o'clock. The Oilers looking for their fourth straight win. I should mention Panda Hut Express with catering options for every event, meetings, parties, or even that forgotten family gathering. Visit pandahutexpress.net or call 780 473 63 and place your order now. We will hear from uh, Jordan Eberly at about uh, 150 on tonight's game. But first, uh, we bring aboard a very special guest. Uh, I had a chance to catch up with Ron McLean earlier this morning. He's in town for hometown hockey on uh, Sunday as uh, the Oilers host the Winnipeg Jar play at Winnipeg. But uh, the game will be live uh, in St. Albert for hometown hockey. And uh, Ron McLean was kind enough to join us to set that event up and talk about the Oilers and uh, his thoughts on Connor McDavid so far in his rookie season. Uh, joined by Ron McLean. Uh, Ron, lots of buzz about uh, hometown hockey this weekend coming to St. Albert. Uh, you know, lots of Edmonton hockey fans will be watching the Oilers game as well. Just uh, set the event up first of all. What can uh, fans in uh, Edmonton and St. Albert look forward to this weekend? Well, Brendan, I was saying to you off air that uh, I think all of North America, the whole hockey world really is watching the Oilers, whether they're in the playoff picture or not because of uh, Connor McDavid. And we're lucky to have Connor and the Oilers play the Winnipeg Jets as our feature game on the Sunday broadcast because I remember back in December we had all excitement about the Eichel versus McDavid. Buffalo-Edmonton game got uh, kiboshed when he broke his clavicle. But so that's our feature game. But as uh, you know, the festival in St. Albert's a two-day event. Uh, it's uh, noon both days on St. Anne Street. We have music. We have lots of interactive stuff for the kids, and best of all, we have uh, Mark Messier, Lanny McDonald, Ryan Smith, and two-time Olympic gold medalist Megan Mickelson joining us for the broadcast. So really great opportunity for folks to come out and meet heroes and uh, share hockey talk and uh, lots of other stuff and uh, what will be for me a, a special visit because I have my best man at my wedding lives there my uh, in-laws will be there and Tara Sloan my co-host she married Joe a guy from St. Albert so it'll be a good family and a good hockey family weekend. Well uh, that, that's funny you mentioned that my girlfriend's from St. Albert so I'll be out there checking out the event as well so really looking forward to it. Um, I know this means a lot to you because this is just a, this isn't just an event that goes goes to a city and, you know, broadcasts a hockey game. It really digs deep into uh, the history of that city or town. Uh, when you think of St. Albert, Ron, what makes it such a great stop for hometown hockey? Well, obviously Messier's connection. Uh, I've I watched Doug come in with first the Spruce Grove Mets when his son Paul was uh, the best Tier 2 Junior A hockey player in the country, so they'd come to the Red Deer Arena. And Paul used to give uh, Kelly Kissio and Daryl Sutter and all these great Red Deer wrestlers fits. We couldn't beat St. Albert, or Spruce Grove in that case. And then it was Mark and uh, Doug coming in with some really great uh, St. Albert hockey teams. They were a mythical organization, and eventually I was lucky enough to be a broadcaster on the wrestlers' uh, shows and would go into Aikensdale or arena and stop after the game at the Saratoga for a hot turkey sandwich and I just have so many great memories of Red Deer versus St. Albert and you know it, it, it's just I think of the the Oilers first 
uh, run at the Cups in the 80s and how that team came of age and how a, you know, a 17-year-old Messier playing in the WHA, uh, all the mistakes uh, that they would make until they shook their boyhood and then all the great moments we got to share. So it's just so amazing to watch it all unfolding again, and that'll be part of it. And as you say, it's, if it's not that, it's uh, Rob Brown or Greg Hoggood. It's like Megan Mickelson, the two-time gold medalist. She used to play all her street hockey in front of Greg Hoggood's place. So that's just how it goes. Everywhere we go, there's these six degrees of uh, unification, but it'll be a really special one in St. Albert. Well, you mentioned uh, broadcasting games in St. Albert. I was reading your blog this morning, Ron, and uh, you mentioned how uh, you know rough and tough those games were when you would go into that building. It was incredible. Lance Roberts, uh, in in my book Hockey Towns, gets a chapter, and you you know a lot of the referees in hockey. Lance Roberts, you write a chapter about Lance Roberts in all your years in hockey. That's a guy that caught your fancy, and the reason is he was the one guy. The one, Bernie Haley, perhaps, of Innisfail, who refereed at the Lake Placid Olympics in 1980. But Bernie couldn't handle the Saints and the Rustlers the way Lance Brown did it. And uh, so that, or Lance Roberts, I should say, uh, that that's probably one of my great uh, memories of working in the penalty box uh, when these rodeos would take place. And, you know, I was with Brian Ford, who was a goaltender for the St. Albert Saints, that Red Deer picked up in 1980 to win the Centennial Cup. And Brian told me a funny story, a few of them actually, about playing for Doug. But he said, I can remember going to get ready for a game one time in St. Albert, and I walk in the dressing room, and I thought, wow, we've made a blockbuster trade. And it's like a a nine-for-one trade. There's 30 guys getting dressed. And this is a true story. Doug dressed 30 guys for the warm-up because there was no rule against it. And he actually had – I'm sorry to do this to you, Doug, but he actually had it on the chalkboard. If anybody wants to take out so-and-so and and -and so-and-so-and-so-and-so, be my guest. And he had three or four Red Deer wrestlers targeted to be fought in the warm-up so that they'd miss the game. And uh, the league didn't think too uh, fondly of it. It ended up where Doug got suspended and – Terry Sexsmith, the trainer of the Red Deer Rustlers, fought Doug, and oh gosh, I mean, just crazy times. <laughs> well, you talked about a couple of the players, Mark Messier, of course, the big one. Uh, just dig a little deeper on Messier here, because I know he's a big focus of uh, this weekend's event, and uh, you know, telling his story growing up in St. Albert, and I think a lot of people are really looking forward to that. Well, you know, I mentioned that shake in his boyhood. My favorite Mark story is that he and Kevin Lowe slept in one morning for practice early on in their careers. And, uh, you know, it was Glenn Sather on the phone, and, you know, he says, uh, Mark, did you boys want, or actually Kevin answered the phone. <laughs> Mark was asleep in the bed next to him. He says, uh, Kevin, did you boys want to come and practice perhaps today? So they wake up in a fog and realize, oh, my God, we're late. And then they get to the dressing room, uh, and they see Kurt Brackenberry and Dave Semenko, who've died and gone to heaven, thinking, God, if Mark Messier and Kevin Lowe are late, we're not so badly off. Anyway, the four of them hit the practice ice. They try to slide on at the Zamboni entrance. No luck. Sather blows the whistle immediately, calls everybody to center ice. And he says to the team, what should I do with these four guys? And uh, nobody, you know, has a a bravery to speak up. And Glenn says, Mark, I want you to, in your skates, walk up that stairwell to the far corner. And Kevin, you over in that corner. Kurt, you go there. And Dave, you walk in your skates to the top and just sit and watch practice for a while. I'll get back to you. (laughs) He made them go all the way up to the top of the arena, watch practice. Then he called them down about 30 minutes later and uh, skated them. And, of course, their skates were a wreck from the concrete. And so that's what they had to go through. And it just uh, it makes me smile when I think of Mark. And the, the other connection, Brendan, for me is May the 25th. That's when Calgary won their cup. Lanny scored the winning goal. Flames get it on May the 25th. Five years later, five years to the day, Mark Messier is in New Jersey for the legendary game where he 
predicted they would beat New Jersey. They were down 3-2 in the series, and he did the Joe Namath and said, we'll get her done. And he scored a hat-trick, set up the first goal in a 4-2 win. And, you know, so that day, even, you know, if I was to pinpoint, because uh, they're both going to be on the show, both had the greatest moment of their career, even though Marks is a Ranger moment, it happened on the May 25th. Great stuff. Yeah, we had Lonnie McDonald on the show yesterday. It was good to catch up with him, and you mentioned he'll be on the broadcast as well. Uh, just looking at, uh, you know, St. Albert as a whole here, Messier is the biggest one, but they've done pretty well in terms of a small city to have a bunch of, uh, I know, you know, like top-notch NHL players make the league. Uh, again, uh, Holden, uh, Colton Pareko, the latest. So there are a lot yeah. of hockey players from St. Albert and a lot of players that spent time playing junior hockey there as well. Pareko's really impressive, isn't he? He's just so Chris Pronger-like in, in his appearance uh, and, and a force there in St. Louis. And you're right, Nick Holden, Colorado's got to be a thrill to play with Jerome McGinley. So they, and, they, and if I go back, even Fernando Pisani, I remember the run in 2006. Uh, he was just money, right? And he came out of that. And I, I got to skate with uh, Rob Brown in, in, at Hockey Day in Canada in Kamloops. I played on a line with Chris Murray, who was a, a great enforcer in the NHL. And me, you know, uh, Mel's paving, Midget B in Red Deer, and we just lit it up. We had, uh, I think we had seven, we were eight goals of the ten that we, we beat. Uh, our team was uh, uh, Darcy Tucker's team, and we beat Mark Recchi's team 10-9. Rob Brown's line, on which I played, had eight of the ten goals. So I was like plus seven, had five assists, just, you know. And Rob Brown was funny. He said, Ron, if I give you the puck, give it back to me. I didn't mean it. <laughs> and he was right. And he took care of everything else. And so, you know, he's a he's a legend on the broadcast now. But, oh, my God, what a thing to play. He feathered pucks through. I mean, it was just amazing. He, he could find a space between the skate blade and the boot and get the puck to whoever he needed it. Well, that's funny you mentioned that because Rob Brown's a regular on our show and also yeah. does the other broadcast. And he was talking about you. He was surprised at you know how how good your hands were and you had some finish in front of the net. So he was uh, he was pumping your tires a bit on the show last week. Well, my hands were good at the after party, but they weren't so good on the ice. He he, he went cross crease to me back door, and it was like you know it would have been the goal of the night, but of course I booted it and I put it in the mesh on the backside of the net. Uh, but he was he was great, and and his dad was there, and so that was just a. And Greg Hoggood was great. You know, I, I sat with Greg and uh, Tom Gallardi, the owner of the Dallas Stars and owner of the Kamloops Blazers, and shared a few stories and beers. And oh, geez, it was just you know. And even uh, Jason Strudwick, of course. Uh, you know, I, I spent uh, my All Star break in Maui, and uh, the same hotel I was in, the assistant GM of the Vancouver Canucks, John Weisbrod, was staying with his wife Suzanne. And he and I talked for the whole set. He, you know, he was dying to be away in Hawaii. He no more wanted to be on a vacation than the man on the moon, but he was doing it for Suzanne. And so I talked hockey to kind of get him calmed down. And he's a dear friend of Brent Sutter, coach of the Rebels. And, and we got talking about Jason Strudwick and the story that Jason had told me about how Jonathan Taves is a leader and why. And we got into the whole thing about what it takes to be a good leader. And John told me, I can't tell the stories because they're sort of their secret in Vancouver or whatever it is. Um, but Jason Strudwick, uh, he, he was just going on about Strudwick, uh, John Weisbrod. So that's how small the hockey world is. Rob McLean from uh, Hockey Night in Canada joining us here and uh, hometown hockey on Oilers now. Uh, let's look at the game here, on Two teams, uh, you know, that really haven't had the season, I think, that a lot of uh, hockey fans were expecting. Winnipeg, of course, being in the playoffs last year. Now they're at the bottom of the Western Conference. The Oilers uh, at the bottom as well. Um, 
I know you were very optimistic about the Oilers once they landed uh, Connor McDavid. I think a lot of us still are. But when you look yeah. at uh, the season as a whole, are you surprised at all to see, uh, you know, the way it's went for the Oilers up to this point? Yeah, you know, except, again, it's watching the original Oilers take five years to really hit their stride, you know, uh, I suppose we should expect it. But I, I did sort of use that caveat of Connor is special, and we can all see that now. Uh, but you see how Hall played last night. Um, you, you know, it's just right there. Uh, the two additions, uh, Adam Party, Patrick Maroon, were a presence when they needed it in a game that got pretty frisky, right? I, that was a game, I was kind of in a quandary last night because I had to do uh, Fan 590 in Toronto this morning. So I needed to see a little of the Minnesota-Toronto game, and it's hard to watch the Leafs right now because they're going through their kids' mo- movement. Um, but at least you get to see what they're like, the kids. Uh, but Edmonton's spellbinding. You know, that play Eberle made to send the freight train on his way, Connor, uh, and then Nail Yakupov picks up the garbage. He plays great when he gets to play with Connor, the y- Yakupov. Hall plays well. That, that's a personal challenge to him, and he, he takes it. I mean, it's right there. Uh, a, a few things happened. Uh, same with Winnipeg. You know, when you have kids, it's just hard to accelerate the process, and they gave Ehlers the chance. They, they gave Patan a chance briefly, but they did uh, throw some of their youth into the lineup this year, and maybe that hurt them. It took them a step back because uh, kids don't handle either the sophomore experience or the rookie experience. But I, I, both teams, the future's bright, let's say that. Well, you used a word freight train to describe Connor McDavid there. Um, just the way he, he changes gears and accelerates, have you ever seen anything like it? No. Uh, I mean, you know, when Crosby did the breakaway goal in Sochi, uh, Sidney Crosby's acceleration was pretty special, uh, but he's a wide-legged skater. Uh, Connor is, uh, yeah, he's just so, uh, legs together so fast and in, in, in such tight quarters uh, that it's, it's beyond belief, because Taylor Hall's an exceptional skater. So Taylor, I would sort of compare to Mark Messier, and somehow Connor's a step faster, and it's it's sort of that sprinter's fast twitch uh, you know, when he tipped the puck past a defender there, I can't remember, it was the Buffalo, yeah, it was the Buffalo game. And, and, and in one stride, he went uh, blue line to blue line. Coffey used to do that, I will say that. Paul Coffey had uh, maybe not quite the speed, but he had the, you know, two steps to cover a lot of space. It was incredible when you watch Paul Coffey. But it, it's just uh, a matter of, and, uh, you know, I can remember Elliot Friedman early on in the year on Hockey Night in Canada saying that's a point of conversation is get the puck to uh, Connor, much the way Rob wanted it in the alumni game. You know, that's what he needs. And uh, everybody's quick. You know, mentally, so it's perfect and uh, just really thrilling to watch. It is. Well, Ron, really appreciate you taking some time here. Um, when are you coming to St. Albert, and uh, when does the uh, event officially kick off? I'll do uh, Coach's Corner with Don uh, together because it's a l- just a little easier when we're in the same room. Um, and then I take a flight Saturday night, so I get in really late. But uh, be in Sunday. Tara Sloan's on the ground already. And uh, the festival is noon each day, live music down at St. Anne Street in St. Albert. And uh, I mentioned Messier, Ryan Smith, Lanny McDonald, Megan Mickelson. So please come by. Really appreciate it, Ron. I'll, I'll say hi on Sunday if I see you. And uh, really looking forward to it. So thanks again. Me too, Brandon. Thank you. What a beauty. That's Ron McLean, Hockey Night in Canada, Coach's Corner, and uh, Hometown Hockey, which is coming to St. Albert this weekend. Uh, we heard Rob Brown earlier saying some of the events are already kicking off. Of course, Saturday and Sunday, uh, the big events begin. Ron will be in town on Sunday. Uh, the event officially kicks off at noon on Sunday up until the end of the Oilers game and a bunch of events going on Saturday as well in uh, downtown St. Albert. So, should be quite the thrill. Mark Messier, Lonnie McDonald involved, and uh, 
The Oilers game on Sunday against the Jets will be the focus of hometown hockey on uh, Sportsnet. So, always great to catch up with Ron McLean, and uh, he shared some uh, light into his... uh, He made some comments uh, in the summer about uh, the Oilers and uh, their chances of winning the Stanley Cup. I think he said in three to five years they would win a Stanley Cup with Connor McDavid, so uh, I don't know if he's ready to go to go that direction again, uh, but still, he remains confident that uh, the team will, will uh, you know, get back on track next season. They're on track right now, and we'll see if they can carry that into next year and try to make the playoffs, and then we'll see if uh, Connor can carry this team to a Stanley Cup eventually one day. 149 in Edmonton. Uh, we'll take a time out, but first I should mention, have you ever been to the Coaldale Arena? ATB Financial has. That's where they surprised a young head coach, Colby Stone, an ATB home ice hero with $5,000. Watch Colby's story and nominate your own hero at atb.com slash home ice. When we come back, we'll hear from Jordan Eberle. We'll get to this day in Oilers history as well for New West Travel. Hi, this is Ryan Daniel Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Two Oilers now. It's 153 in Edmonton. The Oilers getting set to take on the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. Five o'clock Edmonton broadcast time. Uh, Cam Talbot getting the night off despite picking up a shutout last night. It will be Laurent Bersois in goal. Um, Tom McClellan hinting earlier at uh, maybe a few lineup changes, but we can expect Jordan Everly to be back on a line with Connor McDavid and Neil Yakupov tonight. And uh, but Jordan Everly and the Edmonton Oilers in action tonight against uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, let's get to this day in Oilers history right now. This day in Oilers history is brought to you by Newest Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 36 years, offering great package tours on river cruising in Europe for 2016. Uh, we go back to March 4th, 2014. Alish Hemsky would score twice to lift the Oilers to a 3-2 win over Ottawa. It would be Hemsky's last game as an Oilers. He was dealt at the trade deadline a day later to Ottawa. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, who have great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. Brendan Ulrich guiding you home here on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer getting set for the face-off show at uh, 3.30. Puck drop from Columbus at 5. We will also uh, be joined by the GM of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Yarmo Kekalainen, uh, on the face-off show at about uh, 4.15 Edmonton time, so you can look forward to that as well. The Oilers trying for their fourth straight win. Uh, hometown hockey this weekend. We heard from Rob McLean and Rob Brown, as well as Oilers head coach Todd McClellan on today's program. Uh, once again, face-off show coming up here, 3.30 on 6.30. Chat with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, and Bob Stoffer. Then Jack Michaels will have the call starting at 5 o'clock. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday.
Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 